بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا معلمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العبدة من لسان يفقه قولي درشيب الله Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home After the battle of Ajnadeen Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an Gave instructions to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an And the Muslim army That now they must turn their faces, their direction Towards Dimashq or Damascus Damascus the oldest capital of the world Dimashq was considered to be the paradise city of Syria <coughs> Alhamdulillah I say this with experience it still holds that reputation until today I had an opportunity to visit Syria, to visit that region of Sham, to visit Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an, where he is resting, Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala an, the most beautiful city that one can ever visit is Dimashq, a lot of sukoon, sakina that is there. And as I mentioned even today in Jumu'ah, Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam has said that I could see the angel spreading out the wings in that region of Al-Quds. And Al-Quds is that part also where Syria is today. So Dimashq is considered to be the main part, the main region, the jewel in the crown, the main city of Syria. That is why it was meant to be a very, very strong hole for the Romans. And the main target aim for the Muslims was to take that city of Dimashq and conquer it. The ulama have mentioned, Muslim historians, that the city Dimashq is as old as Hazrat Adam alayhi salatu and they have said that Hazrat Adam alayhi salatu wassalam with Hazrat Hawa and with their children Qabil and Habil they moved in that part of the region in Syria in Dimashq and they settled there Allah had given a long age to Adam alayhi salatu wassalam until today historically and the people there take visitors to one mountain which I believe is 
known as Jabal Qubais or Qubaisiya or something to the effect, Wallahu Alam, which still has a cave there, the blood cave. They say that it has some stains of blood which is meant to be the blood of Habil when Qabil killed his own brother Habil and that is famously known there in that part of the region that Hazrat Adam alayhi salatu was salam with Hazrat Hawa they were living on that side of Dimashq Wallahu alam. this is what Muslim historians have mentioned it is very very rich with history as Khalid bin Walid is resting there the Mu'azzin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Hadrat Bilal radiyallahu ta'ala an is there hustling, bustling city trade is booming there even today Subhanallah, a glittering city a city that has got everything everything is in Syria that is why even in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the main trade center was between the city of Makkah and Dimashq so caravans would come from Dimashq to Makkatul Mukarramah and sell their goods there. And people would go from Makkatul Mukarramah and sell their goods in Dimashq. The people there are excellent, very, very polite, very, very nice, humble people. The one thing that I noticed there, even the general people in Dimashq in Syria, they level of knowledge, Islamic knowledge is very very deep a normal person will have so much knowledge, he will be rich in Islamic knowledge and I think I said that once in my dars that when we were traveling by taxi every taxi that we sat in and traveled by, there was always a small copy of the Quran there taxi drivers no beard, no nothing no kurta, but very simple humble people, they were zakir, zakirin. A lot of zikr was with them. When when they speak, you would frequently hear the name Allah, Subhanallah, Allah did that, Inshallah, Allah, Allah. A lot of durood. They would read a lot of durood. And when they would wait for customers, the best way to spend their time was by reading the Quran. They're sitting in the car. This is what we had noticed. Wallahu alam. Allah has the full knowledge. But these were. These are great people, mashallah, no matter how they are. And even the shuyukh there, the scholars, the amount of knowledge they have, subhanallah, subhanallah. And that is why a lot of people even from England were going to Syria to acquire knowledge in the Arabic language. Uh, a lot of the kitabs are there and written, mashallah, by grand scholars, I had an opportunity to pray one Jumu'ah there and the Shaykh, the way he delivered that khutbah which was for 25-30 minutes, mashallah, the sharah, the tafsir which he did of the Quran incredible people and when you sit in front of them, very very humble people and they have, they don't have long beards they don't have long beards what will this guy know, nothing the problem with us is today we only judge people by the external appearance. Is he wearing an amama? Has he got a jabba? Has he got a beard? And that is enough, mashaAllah, he is meant to be Junaid Baghdadi. And whatever his condition may be inside. Now I am 
in no way belittling astaghfirullah lazim please don't get me wrong the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam it is a must to have a long beard alhamdulillah and to wear the amama and to wear the kurta to show off and to display and to show the people who you really are we don't have to be shy but due to political tensions that are there in some part of the region the shuyukh have no choice also and a bit of qurbani and a bit of compromise whatever they can do they have to do they have no choice and while sitting with them talking with them this is what we understood very very clearly but the knowledge the nur that was pouring out incredible the fasahat and balaghat they have in the arabic language subhanallah subhanallah that is why mashallah syria is mentioned in the books of a hadith and it also goes that a lot of the awliyaullah meets in that part of the region so sham is a blessed area dimashq is a blessed area a stronghold for many many civilizations during the khilafat of sayyidina abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an the structure of syria was something very very different from present day syria it had a massive wall approximately 11 meters high one mile long and half a mile in width that was the main section of syria anything outside of it was syria but that was taken as the suburb of syria it was not protected it was not fortified it was open to the rest of the world the rest of the borders you could just go into that part of the region the suburbs of syria but to enter into the main land the main heart of syria the only access was through six gates six gates and the gates are if i recall uh, the gate of thomas the gate of jabia the gate of faradis the gate of hussein and the eastern gate and the small gate this is a translation so you had six main gates to get into the city of syria this was the structure of the city during the khilafat of sayyidina abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an and it was well planned as khalid bin walid the intelligent man that he was he knew exactly how to play about with the different cities that were in syria he knew exactly which city to take one by one one by one came into mashallah the dominion of the islamic empire taking it slowly slowly but surely the strategy the plan for the romans the execution plan the ulama have mentioned that there were three main key players in the roman army warden where is he gone kubuklar where is he gone now you had other three characters and to understand the battle of dimashq we have to understand these three figures three characters romans non muslims the first man was a man by the name thomas and this was the gate named after the gate of thomas this man was a powerful man a strong man a soldier very courageous 
Above all, never mind the bravery and how courageous he was. He was very, very intelligent. He had brains. You get some people very, very strong, physically powerful, brave, but they have no brains. They have no brains. Like there was this man who got married and then he said to his wife that I need to see my marriage certificate. So somebody gave him the marriage certificate so there he is looking at the marriage certificate marriage certificate the father-in-law said to him son do you doubt your marriage he said no I'm just looking at the expiry date <laughs> I'm just looking at the oh, I was in life. I'm just looking at the expiry date so you have an expiry date on everything where is the expiry date on this marriage certificate he was actually fed up so one is to have the intellect, the brains, and one is to have the strength, two different things. So this man was very, very strong, very, very brave and intelligent. And he was Thomas. And he was even the son-in-law of the emperor, Heraclius. Heraclius was the father-in-law and he was the son-in-law. So Thomas overall was in charge of Syria. During the campaign of Syria, this was the main man in charge. This is Thomas. The second man to understand and to know him is also very very important is Azazil. Kya naam hai? Azazil. A Roman veteran soldier. Very powerful. He was known as the champion for the Roman army. The champion. He was like the Khalid bin Walid version but for the Romans. The Khalid bin Walid version but for the Romans. He would boast that he has never ever lost in the battlefield. He has never lost a duel with anyone. He has never seen defeat. The man who played a pivotal role in pushing the Persians out of Syria. He crushed the, the Persians and the Turks. Strong man who had a lot of experience. Such was his experience. He lived in that part of Syria for such a long time that he spoke fluent Arabic yet he was not a Muslim, a Christian but he spoke fluent Arabic his duty was to take hold of the main city of Dimashq to protect that, to protect the garrison, everything an army of 12,000 powerful men were with him, 12,000 men he was in charge, so you have Thomas and you have Azazil, Thomas is in charge overall. Azazil is in charge of the inside city, the main city of Dimashq. And then you have another character whose name is Khulus. What is his name? Khulus. Now, one is Khulus in the Arabic language and one is the Roman name Khulus. Khulus in Arabic means the one who is very very sincere. But believe me, this man was not sincere. He was a very shrewd, cunning type of man. Very fierce, very strong, very powerful. He took up any challenges. He was the man who kissed the hands of the emperor and said to him that I promise you, I will personally cut off the head of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. What did he say? I will personally cut off the head of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an and I will put his head on a lance 
and I will bring his head to you and I will show it to the Romans that this man that you fear of Khalid bin Walid is nothing. This was the qasam, the oath that he took by kissing the hands of the emperor. Now Khulus only came into this fight of Dimashq because they needed to buy time. The city of Dimashq was such that it was not prepared for any siege. These people were so complacent that when the Persians were defeated, they thought that no one would want to come and peep onto Roman soil until Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala touched down on Syria. So they were just shocked. Who is this man? They were not prepared. There was not food supply. There was no water supply. The main structure, the main city was not prepared for a siege. So they needed to buy time. They knew as Khalid bin Walid is now coming towards Dimashq. So they needed people to stop him. So Heraclius, very cleverly, the remnants of the Ajnadin war and the scattered soldiers that were there, what he said is that you go hide and attack the Muslim army and you had skirmishes, fights and you had snipers and you had all sorts of things, traps laid out there so that you stop the Muslims and you can have time, enough time so there's food supply and water supply in Dimashq. This was the plan of the Romans. So you had three people. One was Khulus, one was Azazir and one was Thomas. One other thing you have to remember is that the two, Azazir and Khulus, they were enemies. They didn't get on well. They didn't get on well. This was rivalry and this was jealousy, hasad. Each of them had some form of status all of them were soldiers and he says I am the better one Azazir would say I am the better one and they disliked each other so you had 12,000 men with Azazil and Heraclius said that you have to bring with you 5,000 elite soldiers Roman soldiers and join Azazir and now both of them don't get on well so all together you had now 17,000 men in Dimashq in that main zone and then you had other Romans scattered all out Syria trying to stop the Muslims Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala advancing this was the plan from the Roman camp let us go into the Muslim camp let us look what Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala had in mind Wallahi lazim my respected brothers the brain that Allah gave us Khalid bin Walid, the mind, the intellect, the intelligence that he had, Subhanallah Lazim. He was always vigilant. It is famously said about Hazrat bin Khalid bin Walid that he himself never slept and he never let others sleep also. This is known about him. He didn't sleep himself and he did not allow others to sleep also. And nothing was concealed from him. All the time his mind is running what to do, what not to do, what to do, what not to do. Very few hours. Like I said, at Fajr time he was very fresh and prepared. He, he would be prepared to throw himself in the army anywhere in front of the enemies at Fajr time. 
Hazrat Khalid bin Walid thinking all the time he would exploit any fleeting opportunity that came he did not miss a chance he was a daring man a man who took a lot of risks the ulama have mentioned in this battle of Dimashq only two changes the first main change was what in military terms is known as the military staff the military staff later on this term was changed and the Muslim used that another term which was the general staff the general staff these were important characters generals closely attached to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid what Hazrat Khalid bin Walid did he knew that this, this city is very very important you, you needed to get hold of the city entirely this was again a stronghold of the Romans what he did he looked for keen young experienced soldiers not just from Madinatul Munawwara he made others as officers also making them part of this Muslim army so he looked at the Muslims that were from Iraq and selected one officer from them he looked at the Muslims from Palestine selected one from them or a group or even more he looked at the Muslims from Syria he looked at those who came from Arabia and he formed this group this group a group of generals and their duty was to gather information information of what the Muslims were doing what they were planning how they were talking what was their thinking and at the same time what the Romans were doing what was the Roman strategy they planned everything every information was given to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid via these generals these this elite group that Hazrat Khalid bin Walid had organized their mission was to collect information and to organize the dispatch this was one move from Hazrat Khalid bin Walid the second change which he did from the battle of Ajnadin was when he came from Iraq into Syria with him were powerful 8,000 elite soldiers, Mujahideen from the 8,000 he chose 4,000 most elite Mujahideen how many? 4,000 he chose 4,000 and gave them the title as reserved mobile guards reserved mobile guards their duty was only to stay behind not in the center where the battle is going to take place to stay back and when Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was to give them ishara a hukam they would come and join in and Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and had personally trained these 4,000 mujahids and had allocated each position for them selected an amir for them so they knew everything what to do they, they, these were, this was the team that was with Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala from day one even in Iraq even when they came into Syria so they understood Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala these were the two changes Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala now prepares with the Muslim army slowly you had reinforcements coming from the different other parts of region crossing into Syria you had Roman soldiers now scattered all over Syria also Muslims coming in Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala took the Jabia route towards Dimashq as Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala was coming towards Dimashq from the Jabia route 
he had to cross one area which is known as Ma'rajusufur or Ma'rajusufur, the yellow meadows, the yellow meadows. When Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an was entering Ma'rajusufur, subhanallah, he was shocked. There was a surprise for the Muslims. Twelve thousand Roman soldiers were waiting for the Muslims to stop the Muslims from advancing towards Dimashq. Twelve thousand Roman soldiers. The Khalid bin Walid thought that the main fight will be in Dimashq when you get to Dimashq. But this was a risk that Thomas had taken and he had deployed 12,000 Roman soldiers there waiting for the Muslims fully armed and prepared and in that 12,000 this risk was taken by the Romans Khulus was also there and Azazir was also there Khulus was also there and Azazir was also there hoping that maybe the Muslims are tired from Ajnadeen why give him that time to come all the way to Dimashq and again to have a base and to fight us let us surprise them by deploying 12,000 men there and putting the best generals there Khulus and Azazir but Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala was a man that nothing would surprise him he was ever ready he was ready for anything, any situation Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala was there he said to the Mujahideen in the name of Allah take your positions you have the Romans in front of you let us fight them so you had Sufuf now you had the Romans Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala is looking at the Roman army it was quite strange they were in a very defensive mood very defensive mood not making a move at all Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala knew exactly what was meant by this. The Romans did not want to fight in that conventional way. They wanted to display power and they wanted a fight which was more like a competition, a tournament phase, a tournament phase. They were used to people uh, spectating and to cheering them up you had the prisoners that were thrown into the den of hungry lions and the lions would subhanallah eat away the prisoners and they would clap and cheer and laugh at that people dying and they would clap their hands so this was something that was normal for them Azazir was there and Khulus was there they did not understand Hazrat Khalid bin Walid it was the first time for them to encounter the Khalid bin Walid they said that let us first show them the power that we have the soldiers that we have the generals that we have this was something that even the Arabs had applied in their time in war so you had the enemies Mushrikeen in Makkah who three or four people of the wrestlers, soldiers would come out and they would say that we are three prepared and ready is there anyone amongst you who is there to fight us if you remember in the battle of Badr Huzur alayhi salatu was salam was there with the companions Mushrikeen and Makkah were also there you had the arch enemies Utbah, Walid and Shureh Utbah, Walid and there was one 
ji shayba jazakallah utba walid and shayba these three kuffar they came out and they were powerful people strong restless badr ki jang mein hi thi mujhe yahan tak yaad hai they came out and they said to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is there anyone to challenge our warriors so you had young ansari companions that came out to take the challenge so utba shayba and walid said who are you who are you three young ones and they said we are three from the ansar and they said in a very arrogant way that you can't fight us we want someone to our match to come who are you to stand in front of us ab sallallahu alaihi wasallam looked at hazrat hamza again closely related to huzur alaihi salam this was the khulus and ikhlas that huzur alaihi salam had and huzur alaihi salatu wasalam ordered hazrat ali and the third companion to my best knowledge was hazrat ubaida radiyallahu ta'ala and ubaida was the mature one the one old in age hazrat hamza and hazrat ali were quite young ubaida radiyallahu ta'ala was quite old so when hazrat hamza came out utba walid and shayba saying yes now this is the right challenge the right match and three of them three muslims companions and the kuffar the fight started hazrat hamza and hazrat ali very very quickly got rid of the kuffar you had utba fighting hazrat ubaida radiyallahu ta'ala both of them fighting they floored each other injuries at with with both of them eventually hazrat hamza radiyallahu ta'ala an came and just killed utba but at the same time there was a lot of injury that came to hazrat ubaida radiyallahu ta'ala an it is said that hazrat ubaida radiyallahu ta'ala an was martyred and he passed away but the two hazrat hamza and hazrat ali radiyallahu ta'ala an hayat so this was the method of fighting even in arabia and even in the roman army this was something that was prevalent so you had generals there when hazrat khalid bin walid radiyallahu ta'ala an saw that this is what they want to do to fight the muslims to show what strength they have instead of waiting for the romans to come out and to challenge the muslims hazrat khalid bin walid without wasting time said zirar stand up Abdul Rahman bin Abi Bakr Abi Bakr stand up and he says Shirahbil stand up so you had three companions and what else would hazrat zirar want wherever there is a fight that is where hazrat zirar is so hazrat zirar radiyallahu ta'ala very very quickly comes out the three and hazrat zirar was a man like i said he would go right in the front and he went to the kuffar with, with the son of amirul mu'minin this is something that you have to see Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Abi Bakr the son of Hazrat Abu Bakr is there as a great warrior and all three of them on a horse walking in front of this elite army where you have also Azazir and Khulus as their generals and the three top generals not Khulus and Azazir the other generals came out to fight Hazrat Zirar and Hazrat Shurahbil and Abdul Rahman radiyallahu ta'ala Alhamdulillah it is said that victory was with the Muslims this continued for two hours 
all of the three companions were alive, alhamdulillah, for the two hours. And it is said that Hazrat Zirar was the main man who was doing a lot of killing. There was now a pile of dead Romans in front of the Roman army. So anybody who came, Hazrat Zirar and Hazrat Abdul Rahman would say, right, come. This was an advantage for the Muslims. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala is looking that, alhamdulillah, this is good. Uh, beginning for the for the Muslims, look at the Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala, his strategy, the brains, the intellect, the power, the aql that Allah gave him. He said that enough for the lightweights, enough for the lightweights. Now we need the heavyweight bout. You see, now you need Muhammad Ali and the heavyweight. A prince Nasim ki kya zarurat? Or Amir Khan ki kya zarurat? you take. Now who is the heavyweight bout? Hazrat Khalid bin Walid himself. Subhanallah. What a brave man he was. Now Hazrat Khalid bin Walid said to Zirar and Abdul Rahman and Shurahbil, now you take a rest. Two hours of fighting. You've done your job. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an was on his horse. Again some of the companions says, Hazrat do you think this is the right move that you are doing? Hazrat Khalid bin Walid says, I know what I am doing. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid wanted the right match to come in front of him. It is better for Hazrat Khalid bin Walid to fight Azazir and Khulus in that manner than to find them in the battlefield because it's very hard sometimes. Kubuklad, you know what happened to him. He hid his face and he wrapped this cloth around his body and everything so that nobody would find him. So Hazrat Khalid bin Walid said, now it's the heavyweight bout, let me go out. On his horse, he went out there and he looked at the Roman army and he said, do you know who I am? He knew that these people knew Arabic also. He says, Ana Saifullah, I am the sword of Allah. I am the sword of Allah, I am Khalid bin Walid, and I dare any one of you to come and challenge me. Subhanallah, everybody became numb. Who is going to challenge Hazrat Khalid bin Walid? And now Khulus is looking at Azazil, and Azazil is looking at Khulus, and the other generals. Now you can't have someone light to come and challenge Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. You need the right match, someone who is vastly experienced to take on Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. And who had to come? They had to come, Khulus and Azazil, inshallah ta'ala, we stop at that, we end at that, inshallah, we will continue with that in the next session. It's no use covering this very, very quickly, alhamdulillah, there are different points that we have to cover, if Allah wills, inshallah, in the next session. As Khalid bin Walid ka muqabla, ayinda hafte ko, aap dekhe, inshallah ta'ala. Dekhe kya sunay. Ji. اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وسلم تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم نستغفرك ونتوب إليك نستغفرك ونتوب إليك سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله العظيم سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله العظيم سمعنا وطانا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين